when I play in a team, like I, I'm really hard on my teammates yeah. about certain things. Like if I hear my teammates say, is this you? Like I'll, I'll tell them like, don't say that. Cause like if you, if you have, if we're playing as a team and you have to say, Hey, was this you? Hey, this is me. Like we're not playing well together right. and we're about to cause a lot of fucking problems and either kill each other or we're going to aim at somebody who's not one of us and hesitate and then die because that guy fucking turned and saw us and shot us in the face. And so I, I really enjoy playing with people because I think group play is really the core element of the game and that solo play is really not. Mm -hmm. Granted, players can be really good at solo because EFT is the type of game where you can like one shot two people with good ammo and like, you know, right. you can make those kinds of plays. But team play is where I think the gameplay really shines because you can do so much more in a team. Yeah. And there's a lot more fun to be had when you're coordinating and, and properly like just moving together. It's just, I don't know, there's something about it that I really enjoy. Yeah. Welcome to Tardux, a podcast for content creators to come on, share their stories, experience, and advice. And I am super happy. I, I'm honored to have Clean. Welcome. Yeah, it's ha happy to be here, man. So glad you're here. So what we do on the pod to get things going, we do uh, three random questions just to get the juices going. You ready? All right. Yeah, go ahead. Shoot. All right. So first question is, uh, sketchiest bar you've ever been to? Sketchiest bar I've ever been to? Well... Frankly, I never really go out to bars, never really wanted to go out and drink, yeah. you know, kind of had that phase in my life. I had a fake ID when I was like 18, 19 <laughs> nice. and, you know, went out to the bars and kind of got to experience that culture. And yeah. I mean, I grew up in Oregon and, uh, you know, kind of a smaller town, 140,000 people, college town. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the bars weren't really sketchy for the most part. Yeah. And I, I honestly can say, I don't think I've ever been to a sketchy bar oh, ever. Okay. Uh, and like, I've never really gone to strip clubs or clubs or anything like yeah. that. That's just not really my... Uh, not really my thing yeah. um so you sorry about, i can't really answer that's huh? all right you hear about down in texas all those crazy bars with the chicken wire around them and all kinds of you know, oh yeah <laughs> texas is built a little different yeah absolutely. that's for sure that's for sure all right so number two you're going out to your favorite place to eat what are you ordering uh usually ramen okay. uh um, I, any kind of noodle soup uh, yeah. is usually like my go-to but ramen is is probably my favorite kind of food nice all right and third question you've ever all the places you've been to in your life what's been your favorite uh, a town called Bend, Oregon, actually. Oh, okay. It's a kind of small town. It has more breweries per capita than any place in the United States. Oh, wow. It has a mountain bachelor, which is 20 minutes away from town. It's just like one of the best outdoor capitas in, in the United States. Yeah. I, like it's, it's just a great fucking town. Really cool place. Nice. Very, 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 very good vibes there. It's a oh, good, cool. good spot. All right. So let's get rolling here. So who is clean? Where did you grow up, first of all? Um, so I grew up in Oregon, born and raised uh, yeah. in a town called Eugene. Uh, it's the home of U University of Oregon, Oregon Ducks, for anybody who likes college ball. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I lived there my whole life, went to high school, you know, had my education. Yeah. Uh, when I got out of high school, I joined the Marine Corps and I was in the Marines for about six years. Yeah. Uh, and during that time, uh, I was a reservist, so I was stationed in Oregon. Oh, I was no a combat way. engineer as well as a hand-to-hand -hand combat instructor for the Marine Corps. We called it McMap. Oh, wow. And, uh, during that time, I was also an MMA fighter as an amateur. I, I never really had aspirations to go pro. Yeah. I just enjoyed training and fighting. Um, had about 15 fights under my belt, 3-0 and in Muay Thai. And it went four wins, one draw, four losses in MMA. But all yeah. my losses were against like really high-ranked wrestlers. Yeah. And they got me on points. You know, They knew I was a striker because I came from a Muay Thai background. So they yeah. just... You know, they'd take me down, and I wasn't really good at sprawling, so you know they'd get me on points. But 
I was never finished in any of my fights, and I was pretty pretty proud of that. Nice. Yeah, um, so did you have a background in fighting before you joined the military then, or you uh, No, that? no, oh. not at all. I mean, I wrestled for, like, one year in high school, and yeah. that's kind of, like, when I started dipping my toes in, like, you know, martial arts. Yeah. Um, and, like, uh, when I was in the Marines, uh, when I was at my combat engineer schoolhouse, uh, every single day I would go to this like little corner in the gym that had like a speed bag and like yeah. a kick like a kickbox or like a, a heavy bag yeah. and I would just sit there and punch and kick and just like do drills for hours and hours and when I finally got back home I was looking for MMA gyms and uh, I eventually found a MMA gym that I went to and I just yeah. started training and you know that's just kind of how I got into martial arts. Oh no way. And how long were you in the service for? Six years. Yeah, oh. I was medically discharged. I had yeah. an injury that I actually got from MMA. Like oh, it was shit. a week after a fight that I won. I was in the gym doing a frog stretch and I felt my hip pop and I was yeah. like, ooh, that didn't feel good. And I stood up and I couldn't put weight on it. And that's how I knew I fucked myself up. Oh, and so I tore my labrum in my right hip, which is essentially like your hip's rotator cuff. Yeah. And um, the military wasn't going to pay for surgery and the surgery was really expensive. And the surgeon literally told me like, hey, if you get this surgery, there's no guarantee you're going to be in like the same strength level that you are now. Because he's like, you can walk and you can move around and you can do stuff now, but you have scar yeah. tissue built up there. And I'm like, well, I'm not getting that fucking surgery. And so I was basically like uh, what's called light duty. Uh, in the Marine Corps, which means that I cannot perform like my regular duties yeah. um, because of my injury. And because I was kind of put in a rock and a hard place, I was essentially light duty for a, a year and I couldn't go out and do anything. Um, so I was eventually discharged honorably under medical conditions. And yeah. when I was discharged was like literally like right at the end of my contract anyway, like I was going to be getting out regardless, yeah. but happened to get that medical discharge. And the funny thing is, is right when that happened, like right as I was getting out of the military yeah. uh, is when I started streaming. That's when I got into oh, Tarkov shit. and started playing EFT and you know, it was kind of like a shitty thing because I couldn't train and I couldn't follow my passions with MMA anymore, but yeah. it let me follow my passions with gaming and kind of forced me to stay inside because, you know, I couldn't go to the gym for three to four hours a day, which was my usual training schedule. Yeah. Oh, no way. And now, if you had to stay, if you didn't get discharged, what do you think your path would have been? What would you have ended up doing, do you think? You know, I, I don't think I can really answer that question. I don't really know. I yeah. mean, I'm a very present person. Yeah. I don't really think ahead too much, and that has gotten me into some trouble. <laughs> but I just like to be very much in the moment and just like, you know, yeah. just living in the moment as much as I can, you know, while analyzing the past and yeah. learning from that when I can and looking forward to the future, you know, when it's necessary. But, uh, you know, it's just it's something in hindsight that I just I, I don't think I can really fathom because yeah. it's just it's not the life that I live. And I don't know. I yeah. can't really answer that question. And now, from a video game standpoint, when did video games start for you? Oh, when I was really young. Yeah. Um, like, I remember my uh, babysitters growing up, they put me on, like, N64 yeah. and, like, the original Nintendos and playing Mario and stuff like that. And then eventually I got, like, a PS1, PS2, yeah. uh, and, you know, Xbox, Xbox 360, and, you know, just kind of, like, playing games throughout my entire life. And, yeah. Like, some of my all-time favorites were, like, Halo 3, Bad Company 2, Battlefield 3, um, like Rainbow Six Vegas 2 yeah. and like a handful of others like the Elder Scrolls franchise and obviously the Fallout franchise as well. Yeah. So what was your path to Tarkov? So um, I was really big into Squad uh, and it's like early pre-alpha alpha stages and like I played lots of DayZ. And I remember I just found the trailer for this game. I was like, Tarkov, what's this? I'm like, this looks cool. Like I was fan of a big fan of like games like Stalker and Metro, which is like these post-apocalypse like Eastern European setting type games. And I was like, man, this game looks really cool. And so eventually I, I paid $140 to play EOD. And, you know, back then there was an NDA, so like nobody could make content or anything. But yeah. even that wasn't even on my mind at the time. I was just, you know, enjoying the games. And uh, I kept playing and just like having fun. And I eventually got like involved in the community and I was really active on the forums. And, you know, over time I started to build like a relationship with like some people at Battlestate. And, yeah. you know, they started to kind of rely on me 
uh, for like connections in the United States because yeah. you know obviously they didn't really fucking speak English at that time. They right. weren't they weren't as large as they were now. There maybe like fifteen developers back then. Yeah, and now what was the hook the game had on you? It was I don't know. It's just like everything from like the very like realistic gunplay or sort of realistic gunplay, yeah. um, and just like the hardcore like looter shooter aspect of it. And just like just the gameplay loop, I just found to be very very satisfying. Yeah. Um. And it's just like it was it was like a perfect game for me back then. It was just like man, I've been looking for something like this for yeah. a really long time. And now over the years, many wipes through. You've been you know, you've been through many wipes. Do you still mm -hmm. get that pucker factor or the adrenaline? But like I got like fucking I don't know like 12, 13, 14, 15,000 hours by now. I mean I I lost count. I've been playing this game for well over six years now. Uh. And like. Even today, like I got in a couple situations where like my heart starts racing once I start hearing like lots of people and getting in firefights, like just like getting super jump scared by the game and like getting really freaked out. Yeah. But I think more more than anything, like what I like guess kind of changed is like when I die, I don't really get upset anymore. I used to yeah. kind of get worked up after a death and losing a kit, but now it's like I don't really care because I'm good enough at the game. Or like when I die, like I have like millions of rubles in my stash. I got gear sets on gear sets that I can get. Like I'm fine. And like you know, I feel like a lot of people, especially content creators. They have fragile egos and they don't ever want to see themselves losing and dying in front of their community. Yeah. And like they get, they have to make an excuse. They got to say, oh, it was this or that. Oh, desync, you know, whatever. It's just like, ah, who fucking cares, man? Just like move yeah. on, say GG. And like ever since I started kind of having that attitude, I've been enjoying the game a lot more. Good. And I find it to be a lot less frustrating. It's because even when I do die by like a cheater or desync or something I can't really learn from, because those are the most frustrating deaths in that game is when you can't learn from it. Yeah. Like you, don't hear a guy sprint behind you and he plays no sound and you die like you know you, you can't really learn from that but yeah you know it's just i just i don't know keep finding the game to be more fun that way and it's just uh it's easier yeah and nobody wants to watch somebody who's frustrated or angry from you know there's so yep. many other people out there to watch oh 100 yeah. yeah i mean no nobody likes just negative vibes like that no, absolutely. And now what's you know what is your thought on how this patch has been released and whatnot so I am still a firm believer that the game is the best state that it's ever been in, even though I know a lot of people disagree. But a reason I say that is because I've been here since the beginning. Like I remember like when desync was literally five minutes long and you'd see people moving in the past. Like you'd be shooting a guy walking in front of you, but he's not actually there because he was there five minutes ago. And, yeah. you know, lack of content, lack of features, lack of game balance, even though a lot of those still things are kind of lacking to a lot of people within the game. But a lot of people have the kind of like rose tinted glasses on yeah. and a lot of their problems and feedback, in my opinion, can be kind of like almost a first world problem due to the experience and time that they put into the game. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think this update's great. Like Streets, amazing map. Best map they've ever made. It's super awesome. It just has very, very bad lag and rubber banding right now and the frame rate could definitely be better. Yeah. Uh, in terms of content, it was cool. Uh, I, I usually, when it comes to an update, like I could really care less about new maps and guns. I want core gameplay changes. Yeah. Core gameplay balance changes. Like honestly, I think my favorite thing they did this wipe is removing all of the best ammo from the tra traders. Yeah. So that way it kind of prolongs their early and mid wipe experience because mm -hmm. that's what everybody enjoys. And that's why people like wipes is because you need everything. Nobody's running the good stuff when you wear armor it actually works and matters versus like every wipe that we've had in the past eventually everybody's running the same gun same kit same armor with the same ammo that kills you at the same exact time and you see people in the same spot doing the same thing and when you when you get this level of predictability in tarkov which is a game that's supposed to be unlimited unlimitedly unpredictable yeah it kills the experience yeah. and when that happens it's just it's not the Tarkov that we're supposed to be enjoying. But at the same time, a lot of that's just a byproduct of development because the game isn't finished yet. It's still obviously a beta, but yeah. in my opinion, it's really glorified alpha. They've yeah. been kind of like game developers have been skimming the line between what's an alpha and a beta mm -hmm. for a long time. And Tarkov is still really an alpha, um, even though it has quite a lot of content and things there. 
because a beta phase is officially supposed to be polishing, optimization, and quality of life changes, where an alpha phase means that you're still missing core gameplay features, which we are still missing quite a lot from the game. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think patch 13 is great. And like, uh, I think the release was really smooth. Like uh, day one, there was maybe a little bit of server downtime yeah. for a couple hours. But then after that, it cleared up and queue times weren't really that long. And, you know, like overall, I think they, they did a really good job and, and BSG keeps doing a good job, but they, they definitely need to fix the sound. Like that's oh, the yes. biggest issue with the game right now is the audio. Yeah. Yeah. Because like in maps like Reserve or Interchange, you're in the basement. You hear people above you as if they're oh, on the yeah. same level. That is, that oh, is, it's really bad. Yeah. On top of that, too, it's it, even on like the the maps where they have like updated uh, like Oculus audio. Um, I've actually come to find out that stealth is actually completely broken in this game with headphones. Yeah. So, for example, if you are a floor below somebody and they're above you, and if they're covert walking, you can't hear them at all. Once you put headphones on, you can track every single movement they make. There's literally no difference in audio between walking full speed and walking at a covert pace, even when you're crouched. Like, stealth is completely broken, and it's essentially caused this gameplay where if you want to be stealthy, you literally have to hold completely still. You cannot move. You can't even swivel, turn, or aim your gun, or somebody will hear you. Or you have to just hold W and just fucking run at people and, like, just be loud as fuck because they're going to hear you anyway. And I, I'm not totally sure when exactly this changed, but I still I remember a Tarkov where like covert movement works. You could stealth and sneak up on people, especially if they were outside of a building and you were inside or mm -hmm. vice versa, a floor above or below, um, behind a wall or whatever, behind an angle, anywhere where like a collision would, would take place yeah. is like where stealth would work the best. And typically like if you're on the same level as somebody, you could only crouch walk and be stealthy if there's something to essentially drown out your sound from your like very quiet footsteps. Yeah. So if somebody had headphones, they'd still hear you. But if this guy was like running or shooting or, you know, being loud, like you stealth walking could work. And what I would do is like, if I hear a guy, every time I'd hear him sprint, I'd start covert walking. If I stop, if he stops sprinting, I stop moving. Yeah. And once he starts moving, then I start, you know, trying to essentially mask my audio with his so that he can't hear me. Yeah. And that was a very effective strategy to move around. And um, with the way that the game is now, it's just like the gameplay in terms of movement is just, it's, awful it's yeah. it's just not fun you can't do anything like i said you have to either hold still or hold w yeah. like there's no there's no in between which is really bad for gameplay because you need to give people more options and when yeah. you're limited to just two options it creates very stale gameplay Absolutely. and you get like you know the rats that don't move and sit in a corner all day because or they're sitting in a bush or something or the chads that only run around and are just super noisy yeah yeah, because stealth is such a huge part of this game. You know, like you're just saying, you don't mm -hmm. want to have just two styles. You want to be able to take advantage of, you know, what your 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 strength is. And yeah, you got you got to take advantage is... of all styles of play. Like, yeah. you know, I, I always tell people like, there's the whole rat chat debate. Yeah. I, I think all of that's a bunch of fucking bullshit. But the best players know know how to W key when the right time is to W key, and yeah. they know how to be quiet when it's when it's time to be quiet. And you have to do both. Yeah. If you limit yourself to either just being quiet or just being a fucking really aggra aggressive player, you're actually very much limiting yourself and your ability to play the game and the capability that you could potentially have in your raids. Yeah. Well, so, you know, it's almost like real life. You don't have you know soldiers that are just a shift Ws. They adapt and change to <laughs> yeah, the environment. You know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And now, okay, so I've been waiting to talk to you about this because you were a key part from all the people I've had on, like Deadly and Marks from Watna mm -hmm. and Devil Dog. You were the man who came up or were heavily involved with the streamer items, getting them into the yeah, game. Yeah, that was that that was uh, that was an idea of mine for Battle State. I mean, like I try not to take a lot of credit because I, I used to be kind of like arrogant 
in my early content creation career. You know, I was an MMA fighter as a Marine. You know, yeah. when I started on Twitch, I blew up really quickly and I had a bit of an ego. And I've, you know, kind of matured quite a bit since then. You know, I'm still working on myself. You know, I'm not perfect. But um, I I created a lot of change within Battlestate uh, and, and the game. And I still, frankly, do. But I'm just much more low-key about it. I don't yeah. really talk about it anymore just because it gets me a lot of flack. And I just don't really need that. But I'll, I'll still, you know, give my feedback to Battlestate when I feel like it's necessary. Yeah. Um, and like the the podcast that they do were my idea when I worked for PR for them back yeah. in the day and I did marketing. Um, same thing with streamer items and uh, a handful of other features that are still in the game today, like yeah. scab junk box. Like that was my idea. Nice. I created, I, I told Nikita, I'm like, hey, we need something for standard account owners to keep their barter goods because they can't hold on to anything. And they created the scab junk box. It used to be just an item case at yeah. first. And then they they created like a model for it. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm really proud of that. Cause like, you know, I, I love this game. I have a lot of respect for battle state and, you know, I, I had a really, really, really good time, you know, uh, just affecting the game and yeah. like also me, you know, being in marketing, you know, for battle state for a couple of years, uh, I, I helped get some of the biggest names in the industry to play Tarkov for free. Yeah. I, we didn't have to pay anybody and I was just really good at networking and yeah. Uh, I mean like I have a really long history with the game. Um, when, BSG originally hired me. They hired me as their American representative, and my official job for them was to acquire licensing agreements from companies like SIG, HK, Trijicon, um, in order to, you know, make sure that they got the proper licensing to get the stuff into the game. Yeah. And they thought that I'd be a good candidate because I was in the I was in the Marine Corps, you know, and they thought I would be like this 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 young Marine would be good for this job. You know, he knows weapons, but little did I know that it was actually illegal for me to do that because I was a part of the Department of Defense. Yeah. So when you're when you're in the military, you're part of the DOD. Yeah. And uh, as a member of the DOD, you cannot coordinate foreign agencies, BSG being a foreign agency, yeah. with domestic firearm manufacturers and other companies like that. And so I had a friend of mine at the time, no longer my friend, uh, inform me of that. And I was like, oh my God, oh shit, like I could have gone to jail. Like, Even though you good. were out, were you still in the military at that point or were you out? Yes, yes, oh, I, was. Okay. No, I was. I was still in. So like if I wasn't in the military, this would have not been a problem. But yeah. I was still in the military at the time. And I think this was near the last two years of my contract or yeah. so. And so Battlestate, uh, I told Battlestate about this and they're like, oh, okay, well, of course we don't know your laws. So, but thanks for telling us. Yeah. And now we're going to move you to a PR position. And so um, that's when I started doing like lots of marketing and stuff for them. And a, a lot of people think I was fired because of like my hashtag fire clean item. But that's actually a reference to a time when I was working for Battlestate. I was live on Twitch and I said there would probably be a wipe this month. And there wasn't. And people got really pissed. And for like a day, yes. like half a day, hashtag fire clean, like trended on like Battlestate Twitter or something like that. Yeah. And they were like really angry with me. And uh, I actually quit uh, my position at Battlestate. Uh, regretfully slowed because that same person who informed me that what I was doing was illegal and he kind of saved my ass. And yeah. granted, this was somebody I thought was my friend was really looking out for me. That same person eventually actually took my job to uh, help BSG get licensing, but he was kind of asking for a very unfair amount of money. And yeah. BSG was like, yo, we're not going to pay you this much. Like what you're doing isn't worth that. And so he had this like vendetta against Battlestate. Oh. And because I still trusted this guy, he like fear-mongered the shit out of me yeah. and said that if I was associated with Battlestate, like I could still go to jail and this and that. And he basically put all this bullshit in my head and I eventually quit. And yeah. I stopped working for Battlestate just because I was scared that I was going to go down with this like very bad evil Russian company right. that isn't actually doing anything fucking bad or evil. And, you know, a lot of people to this day, they're still like, oh yeah, clean was fired because hashtag fire clean is in the game. It's like, no, I wanted that item in the game. Like I decided for that item to be in. Even Nikita's like, are you sure you want this? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I do. 
because I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I, I made a lot of mistakes because that, uh, like same year, I, that same guy like said, Hey, you got to call them out publicly and blah, blah, blah. And so I did. And lo and behold, it all fell back, like right up, blew up in my face because people yeah. found out it's like, Oh, it was your job to get licensing. This is your fault. Like you're just trying to, you know, uh, right on this BSG hate train because there was like some controversy with them like around yeah. the time and people thought I was like biting the hand that fed me and stuff and like it it sucked man like it, it all oh. blew up in my face like I thought I was doing the right thing but really I was not because I was just I was I was put in a place of fear yeah and because I was put in that place of fear I made like an emotional response that I really shouldn't have yeah but you know at the end of the day I I made my choice and I made my mistake and I've learned from it and you know I've since made amends with guys at Battle State and Nikita especially because like Nikita really trusted me and like yeah. he really thought I was like a a good asset to him and his company and i really believed him believed in him and his in him and his game and um you know it kind of hurt because it's just like man like i really fucked him over and it felt i felt so fucking guilty yeah um but you know like i said since then like that's all in the past like yeah you know it, all is well now yeah because so. it was around that time i that's where i found tarkov and i found your videos and whatnot mm -hmm. and then i was in reddit and like reddit was just full of assholes oh my god you know <laughs> from like oh like like from conversations i've had you know i've, I've known veritas for a year and we've had lots of chat mm -hmm. lots lots of chats and conversation and and i just see the hate that pops up in there and, and it just you know some of the things he shared with yeah. me it's like dear god you can't you got you got to try to ignore it but it's not easy yeah, I mean, I, I, I've learned to take it in stride and uh, I've learned to not give those cunts free rent. Yeah. And they give me, they, they still give me loads of free rent for some reason. They love yeah. thinking about me all the time. Oh, my um, God. But it's it's no skin off my back because yeah. at the end of the day, hey, they're still thinking about me. They're going to come by my channel and give me a view and give me ad revenue. Ex so yeah. I'm not really bothered by it. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, a lot of people in that subreddit, because I've seen that subreddit literally since it only had a thousand subs to where it is now. Yeah. And it's, it's a completely different community compared yeah. to what it was like three, three years ago, even four years ago. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of that is just due to the fact that a lot of people in the recent years have gotten into Tarkov, not knowing what kind of game it is. Yeah. They watch, you know, and again, no disrespect to these creators, but like guys like Landmark and Pastilli mm -hmm. and like all these huge creators just like run around, decimate people solo, like get lots of money, do crazy raids and all this stuff. And people kind of think it's just like this glorified, you know, looter shooter right. PvP battle royale game. But that's not what it is. And it never was. It's yeah. just it seems like that because we have this game that is still just a byproduct of development because it's not finished. And we're still missing so many core components that like make the EFT experience what yeah. it's supposed to be. And yeah. people still think like, oh, the start of the game is go get your bronze pocket watch and go get Salewas and stuff. It's like, no, those are all side quests. Like there will be a time when Tarkov, like the game wipes. You won't have any of the traders. You won't have a stash. You yeah. won't have a hideout. You won't have anything because you don't know who any of these people are. You haven't met them yet. Yeah. Eventually the game will start you in Tarbank Tower or Terra Group Tower. And it's an offline prologue mission, which is basically the game's tutorial. Then it throws you in streets. Oh, streets man. is literally the streets is literally supposed to be the first raid. And then eventually you meet these NPCs in the actual game in a yeah. physical space. And uh, like, again, like uh, people just, I don't think understand what they've gotten into. And yeah. they, uh, a lot of the popularity and a great good, good thing because of a lot of these great creators like Landmark and Pestilion mm -hmm. and a lot of these other guys, it brought so many people to the game and has yeah. like uh, grown the community in such a great way. But at the same time, again, these guys just don't know what they're getting into. And they, they give like feedback and complain based on this perception this false perception that they have of what the game is supposed to be. Yeah. And that has kind of negatively affected the game 
in, yes. in a lot of ways because you get people like arguing with each other, rats and chads mm -hmm. and all this other kind of stuff. And people just like really spew hate at each other. Like it's there, there's not a single day that goes by that I have people come to my channel and be like, you fucking rat bitch. Like, fuck you. Like, why are you playing this game, pussy? Like, yeah. just like throwing lots of hate my way. And I'm just like, dude. There's what no are you rules. doing? There's no rules on yeah, how like, you play this game. Yeah, exactly. Like why? Like I'm. I, I, I kind of like let him know. I'm like, look, man. Like you're wasting your time. You don't have to come here and, and say that to me yeah. and try and get a reaction out of me and, and call me this or that. I'm like, I'm better at this game than you. And I know that for a fact. Yeah. And like, you don't have to belittle me and call me this or that. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people who give feedback on the game are viewers. Yeah. They're not actually players. They're people who just want to see something. Mm -hmm. They're. It's no different than like that fucking fat dude. Uh, at like on his couch watching football calling like a pro like yeah. fucking linebacker dog shit and he's a piece of shit yeah you know and the, he he could do something better but it's like these are just viewers right and they don't really play the game as much as say somebody like me or even play the game that much at all because they're too scared to yeah but they're the same type of people that would call you out and call you a pussy and a bitch ass rat because you didn't play or do the thing that they wanted to see right yeah amazing mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I mean, but you just like for me, I learned to take that shit in stride. Yeah. I turn the negativity, turn it into positivity, and always make an example out of those guys for my community and let them down as kindly as I can. Because um, I used to be very volatile, I used to react yeah. to them very harshly and, you know, call them out and be like, fuck you, this and that, and kind of instigate. But I just kind of stopped doing that because it's just really, it's not going to get me anywhere and it doesn't give me any growth. All it does is just make me kind of look like a fucking prick. And yeah. that guy kind of gets what he wanted, which is just that negative reaction because at the end of the day, that's what trolls want. They, they want to feel that control that what you said made you react the way yeah. that they wanted you to now do you think you you're like that now because you're a few years mature now and you know, yeah, your experience definitely. there yeah absolutely yeah i mean i i wouldn't have been able to be this way if i didn't fuck up yeah and i wasn't able to own up to my mistakes and realize yeah. like man i wasn't really handling myself the best way man i was a little bit immature i was acting like an arrogant prick like yeah. you know and and just Again, learn. It's just like Tarkov. Like it's 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 nice in life when you make a mistake and you can learn from it, mm -hmm. and you can take that and add it to you, and it builds yeah. your character. But if you make certain mistakes and there's nothing you can really learn from that, and that kind of sucks, and you can yeah. put yourself in a bad situation. Well, that's that's really you know really good of you to you know to, some people don't realize that and they just maintain that track of just they're going to be an ass and it's somebody mm -hmm. else's fault and that's you know that's that's a really good trait to have to be able to recognize mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I'm definitely grateful for yeah. sure, for especially for all the lessons I've learned. Yeah. And now you talked a little bit earlier about um, Tarkov talk. I think it was Tarkov talk. Was it Tar your first, the, the podcast with. Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, Talking Tarkov that's is what it. we yeah. called it. It was yeah. Talking Tarkov. Yeah. I, I was looking at some older videos and it's like with you, Deadly, and mm -hmm. Cotton and Nikita. Yeah. You, Cotton, and, and Deadly have not aged at all. Nikita had his picture up there. He looked like he was like, you know, a young pup straight out of college. Yeah. And now you look at the poor guy. He's got gray and it's like, oh. Yeah. He's... Well, I mean, he, he's a, he, he's a kind of a stressed guy, man. Like, he's yeah. a workaholic. He works a lot. Um, And, like, the community stresses him out, yes. to be completely honest. And a part, part of that's my fault because I remember uh, back a couple, like, three or four years ago, I was like, hey, you should involve yourself with the community more and, like, you know, get on Reddit and Twitter and like start talking to people. <laughs> oh, yeah. And honestly, I regret ever giving him that advice because like it, it fucking stressed him the fuck oh. out, man. And like people say really mean shit to him all the time. And, yeah. you know, he gets a lot of fucking hate and it's really undeserved in my opinion, because at the end of the day, like he and his team created this game that we all get to experience and enjoy. Yeah. Granted, it's frustrating and yes, there's problems with it, but at the end of the day, there's still nothing like it out there. Absolutely. And that's why people keep playing the game. Yeah. Yeah. I remember not last fall, the fall before Voight came out, he he just looked like he was a beaten dog. It was people were all over him, and 
And it's just like, I, I really felt bad for him. And then VoIP came that, you know, that Christmas launch and it was just, mm-hmm. it was good. And, you know, and now Nikita yep. seems he's in good spirits again, which is nice to yeah. see. Uh, he actually told me just about a week ago or right around before the patch came or right after the patch came out. He's like, this is the first update that I didn't have to like literally be behind every single developer to make sure what they're doing was correct. That's good. And he's like, he said it felt really good to kind of let my team kind of develop and not have to just like hover over everybody. Right. And uh, at the same time, though, I feel like that maybe caused some issues because, you know, there's certain things this update that are like, yeah. how the fuck did they pass this? You know what I mean? And maybe that's because Nikita wasn't like super involved as much as he was used uh, used to be involved. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it's like that's important. Like the devs need to learn and they're going to learn by developing the game and also yep. making those mistakes Absolutely. and by adding in updates that maybe break shit. Because that's just game dev. That's just yeah. how it goes. Yeah. And now, you know, when wipe happens, you know, that, you know, whenever we get that new wipe and the excitement's there, how do you approach wipe? Do you go with, you? Know, do you start your quests or what's your, your first um, week? So I used to kind of get caught in the rat race. Yeah. Where like everybody just has to get to level 40 as fast as possible, cap as fast as possible, you yeah. know, get the best gear as fast as possible. But for me, I just kind of take it at my own pace. But my own pace is frankly really fast. Like yeah. I have almost... 370 raids now with an 80% survival rate. Wow. Um, and like I've, I'm, I just hit level 42 today. And like I, I just kind of take the game at my own pace, but I like to play with people. I don't like to yeah. do everything solo. I'm not really in it to bum rush quests as fast as I can. I, I yeah. really don't give a fuck about that. I just, I just enjoy the game for what it is. And really, I try and preserve like that early mid wipe experience as much as I can. Yeah just because that's the best time to play. Like the game is not fun when you have a stack of level five and six armor in your stash with right. all the ammo and meta guns and attachments and stuff. Yeah. You want to want stuff. And when the game is more like that, the game is more fun and enjoyable for everybody because it eventually just divulges into, just like I said, same gun, same kit with like same armor, same TTK. Your ar- yeah. your helmets always get one tapped. Like it doesn't matter. People eventually just bring in shattered mask for a ricochet chance and level four armor for scavs yeah. because they know that every motherfucker they're going to run into is going to have ammo that cuts through level six. But now this wipe, that's actually a little bit different because the, the traders have gotten a big nerf, which is essentially all of the like best AP ammo is right. no longer available. And even ammo like M80 is like level four peacekeeper now. Yeah, which I still think is a good call because this is the first time I've actually seen people still running like 76339 PS, M855, 545 PS, which got a buff, by the way, um, as well as like FMJ 308. I've never seen people run that because (laughs) they would just get M80 right away and they would never have to utilize the earlier game calibers because they could just get M80. Mm -hmm. But and and now that there's more reliance on crafting in the hideout, people actually have to level their hideout up to craft ammo that they want to use. And now that's one of their main sources of getting it. And what's funny is that a lot of people are like, man, I really feel like they increased like good ammo spawns in raid. But what's funny is they actually didn't at all. They yeah. haven't touched the in raid spawns at all. People are just noticing it more now because they don't have the convenience to go buy it at the trader. Because before, people would just pass off that loot like, oh, 30 rounds of maybe 5.5 five, A1. I don't care. I can go right. buy it from a trader. No big deal. But now, like, people are, oh, fuck, like, BT, sick. And they grab Stash it. Or, like, it, yeah. yeah. And then they're really stoked to find that. And, and that's the exciting thing about the game is like when you need stuff when you're looking for things and you're always chasing something. But when there's nothing to chase, all people do is just run towards every fucking gunshot or grenade that they hear and kill fucking Timmy's that are way outside their gear score and start bragging about their KD. Right. You know, it's like the game at that point really diminishes because you get these guys that all they care about is because they blasted through the progression faster in three weeks than most people do in three months. All they want to do is PVP because that's all there's left to do. And that actually kills the experience for a lot of these other people just trying to catch up and try and get to where these guys are. And they just get shit on by these people who just out gear score them. And it's just not really fun. But when that scarcity is involved, even those like Chad, like 
high progression or fast mm-hmm. progression players, like they still struggle and they're, they're still like not able to get the, the good stuff, which yeah. is really cool to see. Yeah. And we saw that last summer with that, you know, just how quickly it dropped off because everybody had their stuff. And mm-hmm. then, you know, then a lot of the, you know, the Tarkov mainstreamers were like, what do I do? And then you had, you know, they sort of started to branch off. But yeah, yeah. I, I like hiding the or moving the the high tiered ammo off because it makes makes battles last longer fights. Engagements. Yeah, longer TTK. Everybody likes longer fights. Everybody yeah. likes it when their helmet saves their life. Yeah. Nobody likes to be the guy, though, that shoots a guy and they have a their helmet saves the other guy, you right. know, and that's that's where that double standard is for a lot of people, because. Like when it came to the ammo nerfs, like Reddit was bitching, Twitter was bitching, every social media, like everybody's mm-hmm. complaining, oh my God, like this game's ruined, blah, blah, blah. Like now the hardcore chads are already going to be a bit, whatever. But it's just like, these are the same people that would complain that, oh my God, every death is BP. Oh my God, every death is M61. BSG, please do something. This ammo's OP. And yeah. then they finally do something and then people complain. And like, it's just, it, it's this perpetual bullshit that spews from the community and they contradict themselves all the fucking time. And it just it just gets really exhausting and yeah. and honestly one of the best things that i did was get off the fucking main subreddit for that game and i unsubscribed to it for a long a long time ago yeah actually i remember my turning point was i posted a video and i don't know why i felt compelled to post a video on reddit and it was basically a response to people yeah. talking shit about me and i felt for some reason that i had to like uh, prove something to these yeah. people online and I eventually, normally I don't ever delete anything on social media, but I actually went and deleted that video on Reddit because I'm like, man, like watching it back, I was like, I was fucking cringy as fuck. Like, yeah. why did I post that? And I realized like, these people don't give a fuck about no. me. Why the fuck should I get, why the fuck should I care about them? Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just, uh, it's funny, man. Like be, people, people just love drama. They love complaining. They love just bitching yeah. and it, they just resonate with this negativity all the time and i, I just don't associate it with it anymore yeah. I, I could just care less i just want to have fun play the game if i get killed by a hacker ah damn that sucks gg move on you know yeah. i'm not one to sit there and bitch about it you were talking a little bit about running you know running with other people in the game like who do you run with regulars or do you run a lot with community members well i, I run with like regulars usually streamers of the content creator buddies like i've started playing with hutch a lot yeah. uh and i've actually helped him get a lot better at the game because that's yeah. what he's been telling me because my play style is a lot different than most people like Again, like I don't bum rush stuff. I really like to take my time. I like to think very decisively and tactically. Yeah. And when I play in a team, like I, I'm really hard on my teammates yeah. about certain things. Like if I hear my teammates say, "Is this you?" Like I'll, I'll tell them, "Like don't say that." Because like if you if you ha- if we're playing as a team, and you have to say, "Hey, was this you?" Hey, this is me. Like we're not playing well together, right. and we're about to cause a lot of fucking problems and either kill each other or we're gonna aim at somebody who's not one of us and hesitate and then die because that guy fucking turned and saw us and shot us in the face. And so I, I really enjoy playing with people because I think group play is really the core element of the game, and that solo play is really not. Mm-hmm. Granted, players can be really good at solo because EFT is the type of game where you can like one shot two people with good ammo and like you know right. you can make those kinds of plays, but. Team play is where I think the gameplay really shines because you can do so much more in a team. Yeah. And there's a lot more fun to be had when you're coordinating and, and properly like just moving together. It's just, I don't know, there's something about it that I really enjoy. Yeah. And um, like this wipe, I just wanted to make a point to play with more people and just like, you know, branch out there and just get, get to know more yeah. content creators and play with them within the category and just, you know, just have fun and yeah. just enjoy the game together and not like take it super seriously because a lot of people take the game so, so, so seriously. Um, yeah. and I think they could just like sit back and relax a little bit, even though I understand the game is kind of serious. It's supposed to be like a hardcore looter shooter. Yeah. People, again, they take it a little bit too seriously and like they should learn to relax a little bit. And I used to be that way too. I used to take the game super seriously. Like I'd get really upset when I died and, you know, I'd be so like into like my like hot takes and controversial feedback yeah. about features and stuff. 
and I still kind of talk about that stuff because people like to hear my thoughts on things. Yeah. Um, but you know, people just need to relax a little bit and chill out. Well, you, you said a key word there, properly communicate, which is not easy when you're running four or five man squads mm -hmm. in Tarkov. If there's any one game that really shows how bad we are at communicating, it's this game. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like four mans and five mans are definitely possible. They're hard, though, yeah. because you need you essentially need to have somebody fill in a squad leader role who's yeah. literally giving people orders because that way everybody keeps track. The problem with a lot of groups is a lot of people play the game solo. And then yeah. when they play with a duo or a trio, they still treat the game like they're playing by themselves. They don't take account to where their teammates are yeah. or anything like that. And they'll go over like run off and leave room because they feel like it or something like yeah. that. Like when, when I play in a team, especially if it's a four man or five man, which is very rare. But like, if I do, like I, I tell these guys before we go in room, like, look, like we're gonna be fucking locked in. Don't fucking say anything. Like we can't be clouding each other out. Like it's okay to like, we'll like bullshit. Like when the time is necessary, right. but like when, it, when we're like approaching an area that's kind of hot, like everybody has to shut up. I'm, I'm having to delegate people like, Hey, cover this angle. Hey, you stay here. Yeah. You move here. And essentially, I'm the one communicating and, and basically making the team move. Yeah. Because when that happens, then we can finally coordinate better. But yeah. when you put a bunch of solo players into a group and they play the game like they're solo, they're probably just going to kill each other. Yes. Because yeah. they, they, they don't know how to keep track of other people that aren't them. Yeah. And that's one of the advantages of solo play. You don't got to worry about teammates. You can just, anything you hear that's not you, like, that's an enemy. You can yeah. shoot it. But when you're when you're with a teammate... Or a couple teammates, like you have to play differently. You have to think differently, mm -hmm. which is really important. But a lot of people just don't know how to do that. And when you get those a two or three man team running smoothly, there's nothing better in this game, you know, in taking out a you know a, another squad when you your communications oh, on point and your how you're flanking and attacking. It's just yeah, it's it works so well. Oh yeah, no, it's super satisfying. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. So now back to the streaming aspect. So was Twitch and which which was first, YouTube or Twitch for you? Twitch. Twitch. Um, funny enough, I've actually only started focusing on my YouTube like the past year and a half. Okay. Um, it's actually kind of one of my regrets with content creation. Like, I should have been making guys. I should have been focusing a lot more on YouTube yeah. like, when I first started. Because I never did. All, I just put all of my energy on Twitch because that's all I really cared about. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like Twitch was just really all like, all, all, like, all I wanted to do. Yeah. Like, and, you know, now I have like an editor and we're starting to get YouTube content out. I'm starting to make more videos, nice. which is nice. And um, it's it's been going good. But yeah, it was just all Twitch. And now, was your engagement with BSG before Twitch, or that come after you were on Twitch for a while? That was actually before Twitch. Oh, okay. Um, it was before I was ever doing anything on, on Twitch, any live streaming or anything yeah. like that. And uh, when I was one of their, I was an emissary before I was their American representative. Yeah. Uh, it was like 10 of us had our NDAs lifted, yeah. and then we could make content to start like informing people about the game and, you know, explain like what Tarkov is. Because even back then, like it was way simpler than it was now, but it was still super complicated yeah. for a lot of people. The game um, just kind of needed people to represent it, and that was kind of our job. But I was one of the only people out of those ten emissaries that really took the streaming thing seriously, and it yeah. just kind of—I just kind of took off with it. It just—it just worked. Yeah. Oh wow. And now you know, way back. Th so, what was the reason you hit go live button to begin with? I don't On know. Twitch. Honestly, I—I uh, I, I always had a friend of mine um, who would always kind of push me to stream. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, you should—you sh you should stream. You should try this. You should stream." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." And eventually, like, when I started playing Tarkov, I'm like, okay, this seems like an interesting opportunity. I guess I'll start playing. And, like, when I first started streaming, this was, like, before Amazon came into the picture. Yeah. In order to get partnered, you had to maintain 450 to 550 viewers for 60 days straight. Wow. No, no breaks. 
in order to get partner. And I did in two months. And that was unheard of back then. Wow. Like I was one of the fastest growing streamers on the platform yeah. when I started. But granted, like the, plat the platform itself and live streaming in general is like a fraction of the size it was back then compared yeah. to now. Like, you know, 10,000 viewer streamers back then were like the top. Now it's like you guys, guys like XQC hitting 100,000 viewers, yeah. no problem. Um, and there's also a lot more tools to grow now. And just like mm -hmm. the whole live streaming space has been a lot more oversaturated. Yeah. And now back then, you know, you're going from, you know, hitting that play button for a live button for the first time. Now you have four or 500 people in your stream. How do you, how did you prepare for that? Cause there's nothing really to, to get you ready for that. Nothing really, man. I just, I just did it. Yeah. And I just kind of got used to it. And honestly, I learned a lot. Like I made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. I, you know, used to be kind of a dipshit on stream. Yeah. Used to be kind of cocky or arrogant or whatever. And, you know, over time, like I started to refine myself, my personality and my content. Yeah. And, you know, that just took a long, a, lo a lot of time. And I, like I said, it was just more so just like being in the moment and, 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 you know, having some victories and also having some losses, but being yeah. able to learn from them and, and grow from them. And now over the, did you get to a certain point where you knew that this could be your, you know, full-time gig or was it just a gradual, uh, I, th I think, I think it was like when I got partnered on Twitch yeah. and I remember like talking to my dad about it and he's like, yeah, okay, son, like get a real job. And yeah. I'm like, dad, I made like $3,000 this month. He's like, what? That's a fluke. I'm like, dad, I made $6,000 this month. He's like, okay, whatever. I'm like, dad, I'm making like $10,000 every month now doing yeah. this. And he's like, oh shit, I was wrong. And it, it, again, it was, it was right around when I got partnered on Twitch yeah. that I was like, okay, I can do this. But that's when the grind started for me. Yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm partnered now. Like now I really got to keep, you know, working harder because, you know, I just reached one milestone, but now I'm at the foot of another mountain. Well, your partner story, when did you find out, you know, it wasn't like today where you just, you know, people apply three or four times. What was your, how did you get your partner notice? Uh, I applied once, got denied. Second time I applied, I got partnered. Yeah. Oh, no way. Mm -hmm. Like, were you midstream? Do you remember when you got the notice? I honestly can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I just remember a lot of people being really stoked and being like, yo, congrats. You worked really hard for this. Yeah. Uh, and people subscribing. And, like, that was really surreal. Like, oh, my God, people can sub to me now. Like, that was so cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was just, uh, it, I don't know. It just, it all just kind of like happened. And like, yeah. I never planned for any of this. I never planned to still be here talking to you right now because right. of Escape from Tarkov. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's just, uh, you know, I'm just very grateful. Like, you know, I've, I've always wanted to work with games yeah. growing up ever since I was a kid. I just didn't know actually exactly how. And like, here I am. Yeah. And I just kind of somehow managed to get here subconsciously yeah. without That's... actually trying to do anything. And now what has been the hard, now, the hardest thing to this point, you know, being in this profession that you are in? Um, Honestly, like I miss being very physically active. Yeah. I miss going to the gym and training a lot. And I still haven't gotten surgery for any of my injuries. Oh, so that, that still kind of makes it hard. Like I'm not like uh out of shape by any means or like yeah. weak but like if i go to a gym and push myself as hard as i know i want to like i could definitely fucking hurt myself again yeah and i think it's really just like not being able to go outside as much and like being able to experience nature because i used to go camping and be outside all the time yeah and like now i'm just like inside pretty much every day and i'm, I'm happy i still love it and yeah. I, I try and find days off to really go touch grass but um i would say that's really it just like not being able to be connected with nature as much and, yeah. and my physical self as much. Okay. And now if you were starting, you know, clean is going to hit, hit the live button first time. How would you approach it today? Do you think? Knowing what you, what you know. Like if, if knowing what I know? Yeah. Knowing what you know, starting scratch today, you're making your, your first move. What, you know, would you focus more on Twitch? Would you focus more on the, you know, the, the, you know, VODs? Um, honestly, I'm not even sure. Like, I would just 
as long as I am enjoying what I'm doing, yeah. I know I will have success doing so. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, I'd be able to handle, you know, certain things better. And, like, you know, if I did start from scratch and nobody knew who I was, like, yeah. obviously, I think I could potentially build a different reputation than I have now. But I don't know if that would necessarily be better because that's just something in hindsight. And, again, that's just not how I really think. Like, I don't really think of the shoulda, woulda, couldas and the, and the what could be's yeah. just because that's not what is. Right. Nope, that's true. And now, do you think, like, you were talking about your reputation now, do you think the reputation is still carried over from, you know, young clean versus today what we have, what we see every day? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I mean, like, I, I wouldn't be myself if it wasn't for my past actions. Yeah. And who I was, you know, back then yeah. and maybe even yesterday. And so, you know, uh, I guess so. I mean, yeah. like, again, it's hard, it's hard to say because I, I just don't, I can't really like put my head in that space just because I don't think like that. Well, I guess what I mean is like, you know, people who are finding you for the first time, do they go back and look at old stuff or are they just, oh yeah, you're clean. You make, you know, you're maybe, cool to maybe watch. I, and... I, I don't know. Like, I, I know I've definitely like changed some people's opinions of me like yeah. over the past. Like some people are like, hey man, like. Even recently, like since I started playing Tarkov, I'm like, man, like you used to be a lot different on stream. Like now I watch you, you just seem like a totally different guy. And yeah. you know, your your whole attitude and, and just your vibe is is different. And that's that's good. I take that as a compliment. Yeah. And you know, like now my, my first impression with somebody is usually really positive, yeah. especially when it comes to my content. People watch you and be like, Man, this place this guy's really cool. I really like this channel and I like I like your community a lot. And you know, nice. I, I've I've gotten better at just kind of cultivating more people. Yeah. around myself and, and, and what I do. And now, how would you describe the clean community? Uh, honestly, very mature for the most yeah. part. Like, I got some immature people. We all do. Yes. Uh, but for the most part, like, most people who watch me are, like, over 20. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them love very hardcore, intricate games like, you know, Tarkov, Daisy, mm -hmm. games like Kenshi, Dwarf Fortress. Yeah. You know, anything that's, like, Project Zomboid, anything that's just, like, kind of complex and has cool underlying features... Yeah, uh, definitely like very like military, like tactical kind of community for sure. Yeah, people who like guns, people who like you know tactical military stuff. Um, but also like a lot of people have a lot of different views and ideas because I'm very open about who I am and what I believe in. Yeah, and especially whether that's politics or social things or whatever, because I like people to know exactly who I am because I don't want to show people a sliver of my personality in hopes that they don't like the other part of me. Right. It's like they get the full they get the full cake, and I always tell people you can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world. You'll find people who still don't like peaches, and I'd rather show people that I'm a peach instead of trying to show them I'm, I'm like a fucking tangerine or something right. just because I think they might like a tangerine. Because yeah. I'm not in this to please people. I'm not in this to make people happy I, I do hope i do in the process yeah. but that's not my goal i'm i'm in this just to be myself and make myself happy in the process without exploiting other people yeah that's the and most just, important thing to be be happy with what you do yeah no absolutely and um my community is just uh very diverse like we all come from a lot of different backgrounds have different ideas and i i really like to cultivate a community that likes to have conversations about things and not have debates and not belittle each other and, and yeah. try and do our best to like have just healthy discussions about stuff, no matter what. And, you know, occasionally we'll still get some people who are kind of dickheads and we yeah. get some people who kind of need ego checks and even people who are part of my community can still be quite toxic and, and or rude. But I tell my people at least once a day, like, look, guys, don't follow me and blindly, like, agree with everything that I say and do, like, question me in a healthy manner. Like, yeah. you don't, you can be your own individual. Like, I don't want a bunch of sheep who just, you know, enjoy everything I do and just will be yes, man. I don't, I don't want that. Yeah. Because today, a lot of people are afraid to, you know, disagree with somebody because of their, you know, it'll hurt their brand or whatnot. Mm -hmm. and it's, oh, it's... yeah. No, for sure. I mean, people don't want to get canceled. People are really scared of that. Yeah. But when you partake in cancel culture, you, you'll eventually be cannibalized by yep. it. Absolutely. That's why I just don't, I don't deal with that bullshit. Yep. 
And now when you made that, you know, so you were streaming Tarkov and then you started to venture out playing other games. How difficult was that? Uh, you know, at first it was a little weird just because I'm like, man, I'm not getting as much views, not getting as many subs, not getting as many follows or engagements in my chat. But I honestly just stopped giving a fuck after a yeah. certain point. Like I, I just, I told myself like, it doesn't matter. Like this is, this, none of this matters. Like I, I should just be doing what I enjoy yeah. and, and love that. And I'm actually so glad I did because I really cultivated a much smaller core community of people who want to watch me no matter what i'm doing yeah and when i go play tarkov i have even more people watching me now because that core community is now like a solid base and foundation for my viewership yeah and then once you get more people who come in and obviously previous viewers you're still like watching my tarkov content because again i don't play like many other people on the platform the only person i've ever heard my playstyle compared to is smoke yeah because we both like immersion and stuff like that and we also uh, both don't run notifications on our stream. Like yeah. when I when somebody donates or subs, I thank them and yeah. I read it, but nothing shows up on screen, nothing pops up, no text to speech, no overlays, nothing. Yeah. And that's because I just want everybody to focus on the gameplay and the commentary, and I don't want any interruptions visually or sound on the stream besides either myself or an ad that plays on Twitch. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's just, it's great. I'm so glad I did it because now I know like I can confidently go and play another game regardless of whatever, whatever it is and still maintain a great viewership as a variety streamer on this platform and be successful doing yeah. so. Cause I, I found out that I didn't want to pigeonhole myself, you know, being like a, you know, a one trick pony and just yeah. like clean the Tarkov streamer. Like I'm okay. Like people still know me for like a lot of my Tarkov content, but I've been like breaking out of that shell and I have been for a couple of years now. And I think I'm, you know, kind of out of that phase for the most part. And it's just, uh, it's really uh, just awesome. It's really yeah. rewarding to see the fruits of my hard work and, you know, being able to put myself in a low point and being able to climb out of it. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't willing to take that dip. Like I know so many people are so scared to even go play another game for just like a couple hours yeah. let alone uh, something outside of a sponsored stream. And that's that's not going to be healthy, and that doesn't help them in the long run. Because if they're maining that mm -hmm. one game, what happens when that community dies, that game dies, and now you're, you know, if you don't eventually have Eventually it will. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. eventually eventually it will. I mean, and that's up to them. That's yeah. solely up to those people, and that's up to them to, you know, choose when to branch out. Yeah. Yeah, I found you, you know, I think I've had Project Zomboid in my, my library for a while, but I never really dug into it until I saw you playing on a stream. And it looks like it's a fun game, too. Oh, Zomboid's awesome. Yeah. It's the best zombie game ever. Yeah. And then the other one I saw you play is, was it Mordhau? Some sword swinging one? Oh, yeah, Mordhau, yeah. I had a lot of time in that game. It was like a competitive melee slasher. Yeah, nice. Now, when did you move to Texas? Was that during your streaming? You know, or... Yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been doing this for about six years now. Yeah. And uh, I moved to Texas about two, two and a half years ago, give or take. Yeah. And I just kind of moved here on a whim. No way. Just because I wanted I just wanted to like live somewhere else and yeah. I knew a lot of people out here so I felt comfortable like living out in this area. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I've seen some videos with you with Brandon and Eli. How did you mm -hmm. hook up with those guys? Remember funny enough, remember that friend I told you about who yeah. like kind of like made me scared to like quit BSG and all that? Yeah. It was actually that guy oh, and like shit. a lot of others. Like he was he, he was kind of a dude who kind of brought a lot of us together. Yeah. Um, it's how I got to like donut operate and a lot of those guys too. Yeah. And um, yeah, funny enough, it was just, it was that guy. And that's kind of the best thing that he did for me was he introduced me to some of my best friends. Yeah. Yeah. I know, with, you know, Tweak moved over to Texas and, you know, had some conversations with him and he's absolutely loving it being over here, mm -hmm. hanging with like guys like you and Batty and Donut. It's just, it's such a cool thing to see. Yeah, man. Tweak's, Tweak's a really great guy in person. He's really fun to hang out yeah. with. Yeah. And I had Slush on the pod before Christmas and he said, um, 
He had so many nice things to say about you, especially the time he came <laughs> over for a gun show in Vegas at the same time an adult convention was going on. And he says, you were the best host and you made sure everybody was yeah. you know, taken care of. And it was just, it was nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Slush is a good guy. I enjoy hanging out with him a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of good people in this community, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the Tarkov community is very tight-knit, I think, and a lot of us have a, a good amount of respect for each other. I mean, we may disagree, like, on certain things within the gameplay, but at yeah. the end of the day, like, I think we all have way more in common that we disagree with, and, and yeah. that we, we generally will cherish that. Yeah. And now, you know, any more range streams coming up? I really want to, but logistically, it's not lining up because the only range that I get service at that also meets my standards of being private and having the facilities that yeah. I need is a three-hour drive, oh. round trip. And that's for like a three-hour stream, and I just yeah. don't want to fucking do that. When I have a range, the Black yeah. Rifle Coffee like ranch that I can go to that's 10 minutes from my house. Oh, wow. It doesn't have cell service there, which fucking sucks because it's such a nice range. Yeah. And uh, I, I really want to get back into the gun content. It's something I really want to try and do again this year. It's just a matter of like finding a range that meets all my standards and can do everything that I want to do in order yeah. to do more live streaming stuff. And I know Black Rifle is actually interested in doing more live streaming with events and stuff like that too. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, because I remember seeing a tweet from you you put out, you know, talking about getting some Tarkov content creators down to shoot the guns and whatnot. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. That would be cool yeah, to we, see. We, we, we had Pestily out already. Yeah. Um, and he put out a video and that was pretty fun. And then my, my funniest, my favorite reaction from Pestily is like most of the guns he shoots, he's like, man... He's like, I'm not even really trained. And like, these guns have a lot less recoil IRL compared to this game. I'm like, yeah, dude, I know. Like, <laughs> and it was just, it was really cool having them out. And uh, I think we're actually hoping to have Landmark out, uh, out pretty soon yeah. uh, to come hang and shoot some machine guns and just nice. hang with the boys and stuff. That should be fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I like, I usually have an open door policy with most content creators. Like if they ever want to come out, I got a guest room. We got facilities to take care of you. If you want to make content, we got like streaming setups for you. Like nice. we can take care of you and make sure you have a good time. Yeah, because I saw also, I think you, you had Berkey down for uh, for some shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Berkey came down for a range, and uh, we shot together and had some fun. That now, was, was that time. her first time shooting, or had she shot before? No, she, 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 she shot guns before. Yeah. I think I actually gave her a handgun of mine, too, because um, really? you can just do that in Texas. You yep. can just, like, give people a gun. <laughs> and uh, I gave her a handgun because she, did, she didn't own one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was a good time. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see some of, the, some of you content creators get together and in a sim complex, whether it's paintball or and just see how everybody can react together or work together, just yeah, to see reactions and that that would be fun. That would be kind of neat to see. Yeah. So now also I you know, you I when I pop on your streams, you're also talking about like healthy eating and whatnot as well. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you have a you know, that seems to be a big thing for you as well. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm very into like healthy lifestyles and stuff. Uh like I, I talk about all kinds of stuff like there's a lot of poison out there and yeah. a lot of food like a lot of people don't know the ingredients of the food that they're mm -hmm. eating like most of the stuff in the grocery store is killing you slowly and it's causing cancer in your body and you don't yeah. even really realize it because it tastes delicious yeah and you know these are just things i'm kind of conscious of for myself and i try and make my community conscious about these things because i want people to be healthy and happy and you know i want them to live long healthy happy lives and so i try and do my best to try and share what information i know to be yeah. healthy and try to try and pass that on to other people yeah. Yeah. It's, I've seen a couple of things like on socials where they show the ingredients of, you know, item A in America and then the same item in Australia. Yeah. And the ingredients are like half and it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's very scary. There's, like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of poison in the United States and yeah. it all tastes really good. You just got to be able to know what is and is not, yeah. you know, killing you slowly. Yeah. Uh, any cooking streams maybe coming up, you know, coming down the line? Uh, potentially. I don't know. We'll see. Nice. 
That's awesome. Um, and then, oh, something I wanted to ask you about. A few months ago, you you posted some pictures or a pic, you had your profile picture. And it looked like you went to some some event or something. Dude, you look sharp. I don't I can't remember. You know, I don't know if you said anything where you were going or whatnot. Like you were in a suit. Uh, it was like almost like a John Wick thing. Oh, that was just like a that was just like a photo for like a birthday post. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's that all was, it was. You were missing some holding some guns, and then that would have been just yeah. like straight up job. Yeah, no, that, that was that was just like a birthday picture post type thing. Nice. That was all it was. <laughs> awesome. So now, you know, when you step away from your your you know you're not streaming or whatnot, what are you doing away from the computer? Usually watching anime, just kind of hanging, lounging around my house, maybe doing some home workouts, uh, yeah. hanging out with friends. You know, chilling with Brandon or or, or uh, Cody, donut yeah. operator, um, and some of the guys at Black Rifle or something like that. But most of the time, I'm usually homebody. Like I play some games off stream, yeah, and just kind of like browse around. I'm also working with developers on a couple of different projects and taking some time to you know do my job for them and also uh, volunteer for a couple of mod projects that I'm helping out with. And nice. I really just like really enjoy being a part of the development process for things. Yeah, and I help. I, I really enjoy just like helping developers create. That's that's what I was going to ask you. Like, you know, what you know is that in your path down the road? But you've already answered that question. You are working with game developers on mm -hmm. you know on games and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's like I, I definitely want to work with devs more and yeah. like make that a more of like an actual job and not so much just like something I do on the side. Yeah. Now, any sponsors you want to give a shout out to? That's you know that's been there for you. Uh, I mean, Black Rifle Coffee. I mean, these, I've been been with these guys for years. Just great people, great company. Yeah. Um, and nice. I mean, that's really the only one that comes to mind. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, hey, you survived the podcast, but before I let you go, you got to shout out somebody who you think should come on the pod. Who should come on the circle. pod? In my circle. That has, uh, that has a good story, I'm, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out my friend Willers. Okay. Because uh, Will's a really good friend of mine. Me and him have known each other for so long. I'm actually the guy that got him into streaming. I no remember way. peer pressuring the fuck out of him to stream Tarkov <laughs> and take this opportunity to start playing it and start grinding it. And he's come such a long way and he's just yeah. such a great dude, great attitude. Uh, and he's the only Chad like type player that wants to see his own playstyle nerfed, where most players never want to see that shit changed. Yeah. And oh, he's he... he's always willing to like adapt to yeah. like whatever battle state brings to the table. And he, he's not really one to complain. Nice. So I think he's got a great attitude. So I'd say Will. All right. Will's gonna come on. Well, thank you so much, Clean, <laughs> for doing this. I, I can't yeah, thank course, you man. much, man. That was a good conversation, dude. No problem.